Well, Razorback fans, there's a lot of football news coming out right now. One of them being Jordan Dominic entering into the transfer portal when he said that he was coming back another year. What does that mean? Also, reportedly, Arkansas has another defensive coach hired under new D.C. Travis Williams and also TCU playing in the national championship. Why that matters to Arkansas. It's all going to come up on today's Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful uh, new year into the new year week, whatever you want to call it. But uh, it's a... Tuesday, I think. It's hard to keep up with these days and getting time off and all of that, but there's a lot of things going on in Razorback land, which have a lot of people talking and discussing and tweeting and giving re their reactions to a lot of things too. And that's what we're going to do here today, which is just so funny. And every time I do one of these podcasts, I always feel like as soon as I record it, something crazy is going to happen like the next second, uh, as soon as I post it, and then I want to have a chance to talk about it. So it's like just a matter of finding the right time to, to record this and to uh, be able to talk about it. But there was some pretty significant news for Razorback football that happened actually yesterday, dealing with another player that has entered into the transfer portal. And this time it's a big one. It's Jordan Dominic. Uh, it was originally reported by those over at 24-7 Sports that he had entered into the portal. And then it was later confirmed by some of the local media outlets and then confirmed, of course, by Jordan Dominic and his social media post. Uh, it, it, this is a weird thing because we know that he transferred from Georgia Tech to Arkansas and was really good for Arkansas this past year. Had 34 tackles, seven and a half sacks, uh, was second on the team in sacks, had a phenomenal year, and it was huge when it was announced that he was coming back. So much so that it was where I talked about the type of defensive line that Arkansas is going to be able to return next year and some of the important pieces that they had that it was so pivotal for him to be a part of what they were going to try to do next year. And he even put out on social media, he was coming back. This is, this is what he was going to do. He's coming back. Uh, and then other tweets too, that just didn't really make sense. Or at least don't make sense now. But at the time when, when Jalen Catalan and Trey Knox and all those guys were transferring out and Razorback social media was having a fit, he came out on Twitter and says, bro, relax basically telling to all the Razorback fans, hey, chill out. It's going to be fine. We're going to be fine. So kind of went along with saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to be a part of this. We're going to be fine. And then had some other tweets about some stuff going on with Arkansas and doing some uh, some PSAs for things with Arkansas and Arkansas local companies and all of that. So to hear that he was going to be transferring out was quite surprising. He was the most productive pass rusher on the defensive line. He was third in the SEC in sacks. And his nine and a half tackles for loss were the second most on the team. He also uh, had a great game against Missouri State where he had seven tackles and two and a half sacks. And then also recorded sacks against South Carolina, um, Cincinnati, Auburn, and Liberty. And forced fumbles against Cincinnati and LSU. So huge loss for the Razorbacks. And he put out a statement where he went on Twitter and said, uh, please respect my decision. It's all love for the Razorback Nation. He says, quote, it is with a humble heart, fervent prayer, and a multitude of tough but candid conversations with my coaches and my entire family, 
I have decided to enter into the transfer portal for my final year of college football. I owe a debt of gratitude to Coach Pittman, Coach Adams, and the entire University of Arkansas community for the amazing opportunity and support provided to me over this past year. It's been an honor and a privilege to attend the U of A for the play for the Razorbacks, and I'll never take this opportunity for granted. To my brothers on the team, I appreciate you taking me in with open arms and allowing me to join your ranks not only as a player, but as a part of your family that you have built. I wish nothing but the best for everyone within the organization, and Floyd believe Arkansas will continue to improve and be great. To the Arkansas Razorback fan base, thank you all for the love and support you have shown not only in my short time here, but everyone on the team. I know you will continue to support Razorbacks like in, unlike any other fan base out there. I pray that you respect my decision and keep my family in your prayers as it's been a very challenging decision to make. Please understand that no matter what happens, I'll always love the University of Arkansas. Woo pig suey, Razorback love. Okay. This one is weird. You know, we've talked about players who have entered into the portal and the timing of them entering into the portal. And we've even talked about the ones that have been very strange as to why they entered into the portal. I don't understand this one at all. Usually I've been able to hear things or have at least a good idea of the possibilities as to why players have transferred. But this one's the weirdest one because you had a player like Jordan Dominic come out fully and say he is coming back for another year. He said that. Nobody reported it. He said that on social media. Him to play in the bowl game, to be on this defensive staff and, and be a huge part of who's coming back next year, and then to enter into the transfer portal anyways with no explanation as to what changed. Why would you say you're coming back? Be in fact, no one told you you had to say that. No one told you that you had to go out there and say that I am coming back. You said that. And then just weeks later, you're now in the portal, and then you say, hey, please respect my decision because it's been a challenging decision. Okay. I fully respect any player that makes a decision for their own career. I may not like it. I may disagree with it. I may think that it's odd or weird, but I'm never going to tell them that they shouldn't do it. You know, it's their life at the end of the day. But it's still odd to me. This is one I don't understand for many different reasons. And it, it makes me start to, like many of you who watch this podcast or listen to this podcast, it makes me start to really dive into the theories as to why this is the case. Like, why did this happen the way it did? What changed? Something changed. Something happened between the Liberty Bowl and now, essentially. The guy played in there in the Liberty Bowl. And he was retweeting about, you know, how much fun it was. And he, I mean, he put out tweets about it. Like, I'll go back and I'll pull up his tweet, his, his Twitter. And, um, you know, a lot of people were uh, quote tweeting him and everything, but he's saying happy new year to everybody. And then he says, as an SEC player, I want Georgia to win, but as a tech graduate, I want Ohio state to win. So I'm torn. Like he was talking about, Hey, I'm an SEC player. Uh, then he talked about, uh, he retweeted a thing from Eric Gregory he says next year is going to be the year. And then he, you know, he talked about some, a picture that he had where he's like, oh my, because he, he tackled Ter uh, a Terry Hampton tackle. He retweeted uh, Pooh Paul when he said, great way to top off the season. Like, I just, I, I don't understand. And then he says, 23 years young and living the best life after the bowl game. He's posing with the trophy. He's posing with his teammates. He's posting pictures on there. That was December 29th. It's January 1st, 2nd. When all this stuff comes out. So what happened? 
And I'm sorry that like, this is not just something that everyone's just gonna be like, oh, well, you know, see you later. I guess that's the way it goes. Like, no, people want to know. People want to know. I want to know. We may never know. But the problem with all this whole thing and, and the portal and, and all the stuff that goes on is that when we don't have answers to it, we start theorizing about, okay, so what's the reason? Is it NIL? Is it something that's changing within the staff or people? Is, is it something that maybe happened with Coach Pittman or the defense and the new defensive coaches there? Like, is it something that he didn't like? Deke Adams, you know, some people were saying, well, maybe that means he's Deke Adams is about to, who's the defensive line coach for Arkansas, is about to uh, move on. Well, he was retweeting stuff about recruits for Arkansas literally today during the time when all these rumors were coming out or this uh, report was coming out about him leaving, uh, talking about Jordan Dominic leaving and entering the portal. So I don't think it's that. So what happened? Now, maybe we'll know. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we'll have an idea. Maybe it'll all come out and uh, we'll have some answers for it. I doubt it because we really don't get that many answers for stuff like that. But I can't emphasize enough how much I say that like, yeah, I players can do whatever they want. But this is something that I can't, I can't be okay with. Like, I'm sorry. I, I can't sit back and just be like, okay, that's fine. When you did all you did, you said all you said. You said you were coming back. You, you told everybody to chill out because they were all concerned about next year's team. And then you hop into the portal. I have a hard time believing that the coaching staff told them to do that. So the only logical thing that I can think of is that he got tampered with. That's the only thing I can think of. That's the only thing that makes sense. I guess we'll find out if he ends up going to a different school of note. Because there's definitely some schools out there that I've been uh, been kind of following and hearing about a lot of their tampering ways and, and what they've been dealing with. But this is one of those deals to where I can't just be okay with it. <laughs> like, I just can't say, oh, man, well, that's the way it goes. No, there's something else going on here. And it could be so easily uh, handled if just some sort of truth comes out from this whether it was Jordan Dominic saying the reason, maybe if Sam Pittman says the reason, you know, whoever says the reason why, it would crush a lot of the speculation that there was any sort of foul play. But because foul play is running so rampant in college football, I just have to believe that's that was something involved. This one hurts. Like Jordan, losing Jordan Dominic is not a is not a good thing. Like it's not just like an easy replaceable player. I still and I'm going to continue to say this, folks, because some of you just are so irate on social media at me anytime I say it, which is so weird. Just wait until the portal season comes to an end, and then we'll be able to know what this roster looks like. And once we know what the roster looks like, then we can go ahead and make our decisions and our judgments on whether or not it's good, if it's bad, if it's fine, whatever. Just wait until it's all finalized because there's no reason to panic until you know what the team's going to look like next year. But I don't like this. I don't like that the portals become this. I don't like the way that NIL is being treated and handled. And I can't help but think that there are a lot of players that are across college football that are getting tampered with. And who knows? May, is Arkansas doing tampering too? I don't think so. I, don't, I wouldn't think so, but I don't know. But it's so evident right now. It is so painfully evident. National college football writers are talking about it too. And it's extremely disappointing and frustrating to me that this is going on. So... I mean, good luck, Jordan Dominic, but you can't expect Razorback fans to be okay with this. You just can't. You can't expect them to just be fine with this.
they they they'll respect your decision as in you, they're saying yeah it's yours to make but like you can't just be happy about it like you just can't do that like nobody's happy about this it seems wrong it seems wrong that's all i'm saying but maybe we'll find out uh you know whatever school he ends up going to maybe we'll get an idea of uh, who was doing some of the tampering but still it's just it's a bummer. It's a bummer for Arkansas, and they got some work to do in the portal, and we'll see how it plays out once the portal gets going because they have plenty of spots open, plenty of spots available, and they're hosting a lot of guys on visits uh, heading into this weekend too. So uh, we'll wait and see. But, yeah, very very, un uh, very disappointing in the way that that transpired. Folks, as a small business, as an owner, as a hiring manager, you know all that success in 2023 all depends on your team members and who you surround yourself with. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently, by matching opening roles with the people that have the skills and experience and values for those exact roles to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs has helped you with everything when it comes to hiring the best people possible. It's tough to get good help these days, especially with the way that some of these people just go through jobs and if they're not happy, they move on or maybe they're not the best to where you tell them to move on. It's frustrating and it's nauseating. It's something that you feel like you shouldn't have to do as a business owner. Well, let LinkedIn Jobs help you out with that. They can keep you connected with some of the best and most qualified people. There's over 875 million member profiles on there. So you know you're getting all the best candidates from all over the world. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. And LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. It's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free Terms and conditions do apply. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so continuing on with the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, it looks like Arkansas has hired a new defensive coach, a secondary coach, if you will. And, uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's just it's crazy to think that at this point in time, they still have some openings there uh, in, on the defensive staff because we know Travis Williams was hired as a DC. We do know that Michael Schur is moving on to UNLV to be the defensive coordinator and linebackers coach for uh, UNLV under Barry Odom. So that makes sense. So Travis Williams is bringing in his guys. And this is according to Barry, uh, Brandon Marcello, who reported it first that Marcus Woodson who is the current Florida State defensive backs coach and passing game coordinator, he's expected to be named as part of Arkansas's defensive coaching staff. Uh, of course, we know that the Razorbacks currently are officially have a full coaching staff, but with the addition of defensive coordinator Travis Williams and with Barry Odom leading for the job at the UNLV, it seems like there's going to be a lot more changes on that side. So sources say that, and that this is actually coming into Tallahassee too, and this is all from hogsports.com, that Florida State coaching staff dispersed after a 35-32 win over Oklahoma in the Cheez-It Bowl, and while there's nothing to confirm or deny the connection to Arkansas precisely, there was smoke that Woodson would be moving on to another job. Woodson was also linked to an opening at Georgia last year and an opening at Oregon this year. So right there, that kind of tells you the type of guy that this is, where he has, he's has he been linked to openings at Georgia and Oregon, two high-quality, big-time programs. Now, we know that Travis Williams has coached linebackers his entire life, and he's going to be the new D.C., so you think that he's going to be both linebacker and D.C. coach for Arkansas since Michael Schur is moving on. And even though there's been nothing official, that's what the reports are saying. But when uh, Travis Williams was asked about his role on this team and, and as a position coach, 
Uh, Sam Pittman interjected and declined to answer what exactly his role would be. But obviously, Arkansas is not going to carry two linebacker coaches. So here's uh, a little bit what we know about uh, Marcus Woodson. He's from Mississippi. He was a two-year starting safety at Ole Miss, so he played in the SEC. And he also coached alongside Travis Williams at Auburn from 2018 and 2019. It says that in 2018, Williams was the on the team's as the linebacker coach, and Woodson was the defensive backs coach. And in 2019, Williams linebacker coach and co-defensive coordinator, while Woodson was the defensive backs coach and recruiting coordinator. So right there, Woodson, D-back coach, and recruiting coordinator. The dude is apparently great at both. So in the current class, Woodson was a primary recruiter for four-star safety Conrad Hussey and was the secondary recruiter for safety Kent, Kenton Kirkland, who was also a four-star. So right there, Florida State has two four-star players uh, that were coming into Florida State at safety, four-star safeties, because a large part of Woodson. He was also the primary recruiter and landing some big-time cornerbacks, like a four-star cornerback transfer, Fentrell Cypress. Uh, he was pivotal in the primary recruiter of a five-star running back in the 2024 class in Cameron Davis, four-star safety of 2022, four-star safety Jordan Pride, four-star athlete and Thomas in 2022, also the lead recruiter for Travis Hunter, who is a number one ranked prospect in the entire country in the class of 2022. Hunter was committed to Florida State before flipping to Jackson State on National Signing Day. So this guy was solely responsible for the what looks like to be some of the biggest recruits that Florida State was bringing in, especially in the secondary. He was pivotal. Pivotal. And he apparently knows what he's doing, especially at the safety position and bringing them in. Uh, safety Sidney Williams, quarterback to Monterey Tate. Uh, other Florida State defensive backs, they were in the transfer portal. And uh, Tate was actually the number 35 prospect in the entire country coming out of high school, too. Prior to taking a job as a defensive backs coach and passing game coordinator, he also coached at Auburn, as we know. And prior to that, he was a defensive backs coach at Memphis uh, over there in 2016-2017 when Memphis actually had a really good team. Coach DBs in Fresno State, and he also served various roles in, in different places, too. He has 18 years of experience as a head coach, as a college head coach, and then or as a college coach, and that includes five years on the Power 5 level and two years in the SEC. And, of course, played at Ole Miss there, too. So we don't know the exact role of what he is going to be playing on this team. You would assume it's going to be safeties, at least in the secondary. Uh, again, it's not made official. It's just for reports at this point in time. But, folks, I'm, I love this hire. I'm not trying to look at it in some rose-tinted glasses. And I know a lot of people accuse me of that. But look at – did you just hear what I just said and what the things I went through? Like, this guy was linked to jobs at Georgia and Oregon. This guy – uh, also, to throw into that into the mix, I, I failed to even mention this, but to get to that point too, but he also had six players of the six defensive backs that have been selected in the last three NFL drafts. All right. Also, including first round selection Noah uh, Ibanagi. Uh, I'm going to say, say his name. He's got a long name that I don't know how to say, but uh, he had a lot of players get drafted into the NFL. So he had players drafting the NFL. He signed big time players, four star safeties, four star cornerbacks, and a five star player too. Um, he is the dude that comes to coaching great defensive players, defensive backs, and recruiting, and he's coming to Arkansas. That's big time. I love this hire. I love this hire. Again, it's not official yet. It's just reports. But Brandon Marcello, 24-7 sports, that's about as solid as it gets. And I'm, I'm just, I couldn't be happier for it. He's a guy that can make an immediate impact in recruiting. And Arkansas, as we all know, they need safeties more than anything. Need a lot of them. And they need them quick, fast, and in a hurry. So just, wow, I love it. I love the hire, 
and hopefully uh, Arkansas can uh, get the ground running once it's made official. So good job, Sam Pittman. Hopefully that uh, makes a difference here in the uh, coming weeks. All right, we got one final segment here on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast, and we're going to talk a little bit about TCU. Well, it'll make sense why. Here on, we'll coming up on the other side of the break. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. It's something that I just really quick wanted to bring up uh, about TCU. TCU is playing for the national championship. They're playing Georgia in the national championship. TCU, Sonny Dykes, the head coach. TCU. <laughs> it's insane for me to like make sense of that. I don't even know how to make sense of it, to be honest. But they beat Michigan. In the semifinals, Max Duggan's a dude. And I don't know if they're going to beat Georgia. I won't pick them to beat Georgia, but they're in the national championship. And I just love this story about TCU so much because the one thing that everyone has always talked about in certain particular schools, and Arkansas falls into this mix, is how you know you can't ever play or compete for a national championship at these particular schools. You have to go to big schools to do it. And which a large case and a large part of it, yes, that is true. That is true. There is a lot to that. There is a lot of reasons behind that as to, you know, players that going to go to the best teams and play with the best programs. But the fact that you have TCU in the national championship game should give everybody hope that's considered to be in those tiers of football programs that can never compete. Because the one thing you're told is, well, you just can't recruit well enough. Like you just can't get those top five, top 10 recruiting classes like all these other programs. Well, you want to know what TCU's done over the past few years in recruiting? In 2020, they finished with the 23rd overall recruiting class not bad in 2021 they finished 54th in recruiting in 2021 and 2022 they finished 45th 45th in recruiting in 2022 and this upcoming class i know it doesn't matter but they're doing really well or at least as well as they have been they're ranked 18th at this point in time but you're talking about a group of players that weren't even sniffing the top 15, much less the top 20. And they're playing for a national championship. Now, am I saying that this is going to be the ultimate exception to all the rules and that anybody that can go out there can just play for a national championship just like TCU has had because they've shown that it's so easy to do? No, I am not saying that. But what I am saying is that when you have everything come together and you got the right team and the right culture and the right coach and the right uh, situations, because Sonny Dykes is his first year, when everything can come together at once, you can do that. You can compete for a national championship. I don't know if they're going to win. I'm going to be rooting for them to win over Georgia, just to be honest. But they have proven time, this time around that you can do that. And I think if you're a Razorback fan, you got to look to them as kind of an example of like, yeah, it's daunting to try to win a title in football. I mean, basketball and baseball, pretty much every other sport and at the University of Arkansas, yeah, you feel pretty confident that you could win a title in all those sports. But football has always been that one just seems so far-fetched. But if TCU can do it, a program, a private school out of Fort Worth with like 10,000 kids enrolled, with recruiting classes that haven't really even touched the top 20 over the past few years, with a first-year coach, with you know everything going against him, where they started Chandler Morris at the beginning of the year, he got hurt, and then Max Duggan comes in. Like all these circumstances, doesn't make sense as to why this team's competing for a national championship, but they are. Is Arkansas going to be one of those teams? I don't know. 
But this idea that you have to be Bama or LSU or Georgia or Clemson or, you know, Florida State or Ohio State or Michigan, you know, or USC, like all these programs that those are the only ones that will ever compete for a title. And the rest of the programs just, you know, well, the important thing is you tried type of mentality. That's not the case. And when playoff expands here in the next few years, you're probably going to see more teams like TCU popping up. But I love this. And I love it for Razorback fans. I love it for every program out there that's ever been told that they can't get it done, that they're not good enough, that they don't have enough money, they don't have enough recruiting, whatever it is. TCU just proved everybody wrong. They just proved everybody wrong. There's no reason, logically, TCU should be playing for a national championship. But they are. But they are. It is possible to do so. So I'm thinking that TCU is giving everybody hope, gives the Razorback program a hope where it's like, you know what? If you just get it all together, just one year where everything comes together, you got the right roster, you got the right coaches, you got the right schedule, you got a little bit of luck on your side too. You can compete for a national championship. So kudos to them. I'm rooting for the Horn Frogs. I still think that they're going to lose, but I thought they'd lose to Michigan, but they didn't. They won. So great story, great inspiration, great influence. And hopefully we see more teams like TCU here in the coming years, and hopefully, maybe, just hopefully, Arkansas ends up maybe being one of them. guess we'll find out. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see.